You are tuned in to the fun 88.1 KWTF Bodega Bay, KWTF.net on the internet. This is Vinylomatic. From the world's greatest library of film classics, we proudly present Greta Garbo, John Barrymore, Joan Crawford, Wallace Beery, and Lionel Barrymore in Grand Hotel. But first, a word from our sponsor. If you smoke the modern way, don't be fooled by phony filter claims. This was Germany in the early 30s. Hello, stranger. Full of life and love. This was Sally Bowles in the early 30s. Oh, I dash all day and I work late at the cabaret. Full of life. I love parties. Doesn't my body drive you wild with desire? And love. Oh, Brad. A special girl. I'm going to be a great film star. <laughs> that is a booze and sex. Don't get me first. On the brink of something fantastic. I mean, it would be funny, wouldn't it, if he asked me to become the next Baroness von Hoyne in Regensburg? And frightening. I'm Sally Bowles. I'm Brian Roberts. And I have this strange, mystical, daddish feeling about you. So you're moving right in, okay? Okay? Have you ever slept with a dwarf? Once, but it wasn't a lasting relationship. Do you sleep with girls or don't you? Sally, you don't ask questions like that. I do. The poor man. He tries to love me. I may have my tiny faults. God damn it, I'm gonna have a baby! Sally is rather knowledgeable in these areas. Does it really matter as long as you're having fun? What good is sitting all alone in your room? Come, hear the music play. Welcome to another episode of Vilomatic. This time, again, it is Movie of the Month time. Week late, but, you know, better late than never. Uh, this week, uh, the movie is Cabaret, 1972, directed by Bob Fosse. 
joining me to talk about Cabaret is the wonderful Christy Taylor. Hi. Host of KTF's own Spilling Rubies on Tuesday evenings at 8 p.m.? Correct. All right. Um, so, yeah. Um, do, do, do. I think we're going to kick things off um, without going too, into too detail just yet with the opening song. Uh, we have silent titles uh, opening up the film. And then uh, we sort of jump right into the cabaret life with uh, Full Comment. Happy to see 
So yeah, um, like I said, we start the film off with uh, silent titles. We get a little bit of new. Actually, uh, let's talk about those titles yeah, just for a second. Sure. That font is so beautiful <laughs> that they use. Do you know what the name of the font is? I don't, but it 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 um, reflects. Perhaps we should wait till later, but it reflects one of the things I like most about this film, of it being a 70s lens into the 1920s slash early 30s. Yes. And that font reflects that, that kind of art nouveau, but with a 70s curve to right. it. And which I think the, the art nouveau thing definitely did come back in the 70s. that had kind of Absolutely. A more um, polish on it. I mean, I think there would have been polish actually in the 20s and going to the 30s, yeah. It's, it's... Yeah, I think it was actually a little less polished right, in the sure, 70s. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little rougher, a little... A little... The... Yeah, it's blurrier is the perfect word for it. Sense abuse, perhaps. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was... And then we're like, we're basically... Um, something's happening. We hear kind of audience growing. Uh, but it's an abstract picture, basically, that we're looking at. But then you can kind of see movement. So maybe we're looking through a glass or something like that. And we discover, we're looking into a mirror. And in the mirror, we meet the master of ceremonies, played by the excellent Joel Gray. Amazing Joel Gray. His performance was breathtaking. He kind I think of, he's, he's amazing. Kind of the glue that holds the whole thing together, you know, pastes all the scenes together, essentially. He's like the fool, you know, yes. he guides us along in his foolish way when he's really the wisest one in the story. Absolutely. Um, and so we meet the cast of characters in the Kit Kat Club, uh, if not by name, by uh, viewing on the screen. Uh, and then we also cut to uh, the uh, Michael York character, Brian Roberts, arriving in the uh, city. The fresh ingenue. Yes, exactly. Which, the innocent. Exactly. And it remind me also of the same kind of thing that they did in another early 70s Michael York film, uh, Three Musketeers. He plays D'Artagnan in that, and he arrives in town in France, and, or in Paris, actually, and we see him making his way towards the King's Garden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, so, again, ingenue coming into the city. Is that the right, the right? That's not quite the right word. Is it not the right Maybe word? Maybe it is, yeah. A young, naive. Yeah, a naive. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think an ingenue can be a man, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> it's the liberated 70s, baby. Exactly. And gender bending film, so. No, very gender bending. Um, and uh, we get a, you know, there's a lot of the. Um, Gender bending is happening not only on the stage, but also in the audience mm-hmm. at the cabaret. And um, we'll talk a little bit about uh, maybe cabaret uh, culture 
a little later. But, um, and so we also, uh, just, we meet Sally right away in the kind of opening She She segment. is in the opening number. She's right. one of the many gals that right. gets introduced. Yes. And just we as the audience know she's special because she's Liza Minnelli. Exactly, yes. And, um, so then, uh, uh Brian Roberts' character, uh, arrives at this, um, uh, what do you call those play? Like a it's like a pension. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we really had. Well, maybe we had them in America in like the 20s and 30s. Yeah, I guess like a boarding house. I guess yeah, a boarding house. And um, he gets his room and then meets Miss Sally Bowles. Well, Sally answers the door. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Right. And does her little, we, we come to find her shtick yes. when she meets a handsome man she, that involves the nails Yes. and the, bumming uh, a cigarette. What's the word she Oh, del- deliciously delightful, divine. Yes. It's two Ds. Yes. But they're green. Yes, they're... Because it also comes to play a little bit later uh, Yes. Um, so, surprise, they have moves right across from each other. Um, and we find out that uh, Michael York is there to teach English. Um, and of course, Sally's already scheming out ways that they can start making money. Because uh, she's she a, a young hustler. Yep. <laughs> um, and then. Um, cigarettes. Oh, I had the prairie oyster uh, scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Raw egg and Worcestershire yeah. sauce. That yeah, I would, sounds... I definitely would have put a little bit of booze in that myself. Horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Did he ask for a little booze in it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and then he ended up with the one with the toothpaste in it. So. Ugh, minty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's... So, that Just that first scene where you get to meet Sally and she's just got the eyes and the lashes and you just it's like you just get caught up into her world right away and you just want to like follow her around and you can you feel like the ingenue character like you feel like you know mr michael york you want to be you're with him and like what is happening like i'm being pulled into this new world and i'm scared but i like it right so and so they start being friendly i don't think anything happens right away so cut to another cabaret scene while she's there uh, we, and, uh, so, um, uh, to do Brian Roberts gets to experience the cabaret thing going on with uh, Sally in full effect, but also um, we get to meet um, what's his name? Uh, Fritz. That's oh, name. Fritz. Fritz, yes, who is uh, a gigolo, presumably self-declared uh, gigolo. Mm-hmm. Another uh, hustler. Another hustler. Uh, doesn't seem to have designs on Sally. Yeah, they are kind of fellow hustlers, yes, I think. Exactly. They're colleagues. They're, they're working together. Yeah, they don't hustle each other because they know the game. A hustler right. knows a hustler. But so, And so Sally introduces them in his first uh, English uh, student. Uh-huh. And then um, turn to the flats. Is that when she has tries her little seduction thing out on him? Or is that a little bit later? It happens pretty early in the film because she she can't they become best friends and the only way right. she can become best friends with a man is if he's sexually not available. And so she brings over her photograph. Yes. That's, help her with her. That's right. And she chooses which negligee to wear. Yes. And she's so cold. Mm-hmm. Very cold <laughs> after the cold shower. Yes. 
That's right. Greg saw the hot water's gone. That's, that's right. And she got, uh, she was going to take a shower after introducing him to her other friend who writes, um, purple prose that needs oh, to be yes, translated. Oh, yes, needs to be translated. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's how that conversation that's starts. That's right. That's right. He's, he's like, do you yeah. realize what this book is about? And of course, she knows full well what that book is about. <laughs> um... And so then that's when they maybe hit things off a little bit, but uh, we find out that Brian, uh, uh, at the very least, has uh, tried a few women and things haven't quite worked out. Three times. Three times, yes. Um, things get hot, but then they kind of, they stop because they want to be, pursue the friendship thing rather than... I remember it... Or immediately stop. Being, she, in, she interprets that he's actually gay. Right, yes. Yeah. That's true. And he kind of lets her think that right. because he doesn't, it frees things up where they can actually just be friends, which is what he wants at that point. Exactly. Uh, and then um, we meet um, the real reason, or one, the main reason why uh, Brian is there because he has a very wealthy student who needs to learn English, uh, uh, Frau, Fraulein um, Landauer. Ah, uh, yes. Played by Marissa Berenson, who is awesome. She is dazzling to look at. Astute listeners of uh, Vinyl Matic Movie of the Month will call her playing uh, Lady Linden in Barry Linden uh, from, I think, a year or two after uh, filming that. Also, again, dazzling. Uh, she's able to pull off the accents uh, very well. Oh, yeah. Um, and Fritz suddenly developed, not only, so not only does Brian more or less have designs on her because she's very attractive young woman and a student but uh fritz immediately knows the net landauer name and uh because it's department in. stores it's a department store yes. yes and so he's jewish he, tycoons jewish tycoons yep and so uh fritz, in germany in 1931 what could possibly go wrong <laughs> <laughs> and um so yeah and so gigolo mode in full effect there's lots of uh, flirting with Frau Landauer, much to Sally's chagrin. Uh, and and Frau Landauer is very she she's played very um, virginal yes. and innocent. Straight laced. Yes. So she's just shocked that any man would even mention sexy times to her. Yes. And uh, not afraid to push. Uh, boundaries, Miss Bowles. So she livens up the conversation a bit to get attention. To she room. gives some advice to Fritz. Yes. In fact, she tells him to just pounce. Pounce, indeed. Which we find out uh, a little bit later does happen. And uh, who does she call for consoling? How, who does Fraulein Landauer call for consoling? But Miss Sally Bowles. Oh, yes. And she had to fess up. Yes. That she basically told him <laughs> to sexually assault her. Yes. <laughs> And it turns out it worked because now Fraulein Yeah, all of a sudden falls in love. <laughs> oh, he groped me on the couch. Yes. Suddenly I'm in love. No respect for her father's couch. <laughs> that's right, that's right. That's a line. Uh, and we get to see actually the kind of great, um, I don't want to call it mugging that uh, Liza Minnelli does, but she has some kind of great oh, yeah. gag faces that she does. She steals her... every scene she's in. Like yes. even the big group production at the beginning where you see Sally in the background she's just shining like mm -hmm. you just can't keep your eyes off of her she's such a star and I think also in so in so in that timeline too um, Sally is going to go meet her father he has an unmet father at least to us the audience mm -hmm. uh, she's removed her nail polish so we can all see her virginal nails um, 
and then her father the ambassador yes and so and so that's right and then um which i i always felt was a lie that's I, what i figured too i mean yeah, I think okay. her father probably was coming to town but he's like a grifter salesman yeah, or exactly, something yes yeah and turns out didn't have time for her so no time Sally is distraught. she seeks consolation in brian uh, Consolation is found, as are other things. <laughs> yeah, they really go to town, those two. Indeed they do. So their, their relationship picks up. Um, Fritz and uh, Natalia's relationship picks up. Um, and then uh, while Sally is bringing some laundry in to uh, have done, we meet uh, Maximilian von Hoyn. Mm. Very intriguing blonde gentleman. With yeah, our third blonde gentleman yes, of the film. Exactly. <laughs> I got them all mixed blonde, up a little blonde, bit. Yeah, no, blonde, blonde, Aryan blonde, perhaps <laughs> if you will. Yes. Um, and so, um, well, what the heck? That's when we segue into the next song that we're going to be featuring here on the show. So let's uh, let's take a listen to that. <laughs> okay, let's. Money makes 
Speaking of money, Tristy. Yes, well. Did you know that KWF is supported by the Stan Roy Music Center and a grant from the Redwood Justice Fund? That is so fantastic and incredibly generous of them. And you know what else? What? KWF is supported by listeners like those people listening right now out there in Radio Land. Wow, they're <laughs> so generous too. And if you're not a member of KWF, Perhaps you'd be so kind as to point your browser in the direction of kwtf.net slash donate or hit the donate button if you happen to be on the kwtf page right now. Uh, it's so fun and so easy. It is. And $5 a month, $10 a month, maybe one big fat donation one time. It's tax deductible. It is tax deductible. We are a 501c3 organization. We are happy to help you out with all your... Can we tell them about Smile? Yes, we can tell them about Smile, too. I use it every time I order something on Amazon. I use, you go to smile.amazon.com, and it'll say, oh, that's when you, a portion of what you buy goes to a charity, and you can tell them what charity it is, and you, there's a little drop-down menu or a search box. Just put KWTF in there, KWTF Radio, and I think we pop right up. Presto. And also, if you subscribe to the KWTF newsletter, which goes out once a month, uh, there's information to just click and go. There's great pictures, yep. wonderful stories. There's lots of top 10 lists, which everybody loves. Everyone loves a good top 10 list. And your old pal Will has put together, started doing this very month, October, uh, Vinylomatic Horoscopes. <gasps> really? Yes. I select a, uh, I, I auger the stars. Wow. And I select the perfect single for your month. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Is that going to be in the Vinylomatic newsletter? Uh, it should be if your old pal Will ever gets his act together and starts sending out a vinyl. <laughs> I was newsletter going to again. say I don't <laughs> think I've received it in my inbox. Uh, well, also, Vinylomatic is moving to a new host. Oh. There's an awesome uh, new podcast network which I am working on. I'm filling out, bringing in all the old episodes, oh. filling in new uh, show notes. It's going to be pretty epic. Uh, there'll be a new. Um, podcast RSS for those of you who are uh, stream junkies. Also, it is now available uh, in the iTunes store. <gasps> Just go to Yay. the podcast section, look up Vinylomatic, it will be there. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to send myself a note so I can um, put you in my subscription and then you'll just pop right whoops excuse me i'm so Technology. sorry <laughs> siri got really excited <laughs> about this new as well she news. should so yeah there's 25 of the last ep most recent episodes i'm gonna be adding more in we'll be up over 100 in no time just you wait so if i search in itunes podcasts i'll find vinyl you will indeed i'm really excited about that uh, and i'm slowly bringing also the current archive up today we're a little behind on that uh, but yeah, so check it out. Check out KWTF. Check out vinylomatic.com. Well, you can try. It'll be up soon. Um, but also Keep check the it faith. Out. Keep the faith, yes. That's a, definitely a mantra of KWTF. Yes. I am there with you. We are there with you. It's one giant struggle day by day. <laughs> with joy. Exactly. With joy and then lots of show tunes yes. and good costumes. Absolutely. So, yeah, so money, 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 an excellent number, uh, probably my favorite of all. Well, they're all great little cabaret uh, showpieces. That's one of my favorites. Probably one of the better known ones, too. 
Um, I, I was saying when we were listening to the song that uh, I love the duet that Joel Gray and Liza Minnelli do for that song. Yes. And then the physical comedy that goes along with it. Yes. So good. So good. They're right up there with like Abbott and Costello and the Marx Brothers. Like, it's good. Good comedy. Good physical comedy. Timing is tight. All excellent. Uh, So then that that song comes up in the movie because that is immediately what Sally Bowles thinks when she sees uh, Max's ride, which is a very nice uh, She realizes this guy's not only got money, he's got money with a capital M. Yes. So uh, they start hanging out together. Not your the usual wealthy businessmen that she grifts. This is like a caliber far higher. Yes. And so turns out he likes to spend money on her. They have caviar for every meal, champagne, Fur coats. everything. Uh, he, he spoils them both, in fact. Yes, exactly. Uh, he buys Brian a nice gold cigarette case, which Brian's a little bit reluctant to accept. Because he knows there's always a catch. Yes. You can't get the gold without something in exchange. Mm-hmm. But they all go for a lovely weekend in the country at uh, Max's palatial estate. Palatial estate. <laughs> Sally has a wonderful fur coat that the maids take care of and gets all these new wardrobes. Brian even has some coincidentally lovely blue outfits for him to choose from. (laughs) And uh, we begin to see that we aren't really sure now who's seducing who and what's going on. And sure enough, we've got a, a, a threesome going. And surprise, there's a great little cabaret number that goes along with that one as well. And we'll take a quick listen to that. Yes, the the cabaret reflects everything that's going on in the story, which is so, yes, I love that. I love that. Take it away, ladies and gentlemen.
switch partners daily to play asleep, please. Uzi beats Bunsy, but nothing beats threes. I sleep in the middle. I'm left and I'm right. But there's room on the bottom if you drop in some night. So yes, it's all fun and games <laughs> until things start to go a little awry. <sighs> yes, we, you can only have so much fun for so long. Exactly. So all of a sudden, uh, Herr von Hoyne has to go to Argentina. Suddenly. Yes, whether it's because of uh, forthcoming Nazi things or it's because maybe the relationship with the, the two fun couples didn't work out or he's had his way. He's moving out tomorrow with the team. Yes, he's con- maybe had his conquest and yes. he's not interested anymore. Exactly. So, uh, Brian and Sally are left to their own devices. Things get a little tense until it's they figure out that, uh, like, what's the great bits that um, Sally confesses that she's been screwing Max and Brian knows it. Yes. I think that's FCC approved, isn't it? Sure, we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) They've been using screwdrivers. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Um, So, a little fricass happens, but then uh, turns out Sally is pregnant by one of her people. And they look exactly the same, so it won't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Be a lovely blonde little type. Uh, So, Brian and Sally decide to get married in their own fashion. Um, things seem to be going kind of well, but... It's know, a little uneasy on both their yeah. parts. They're kind of faking it till they make it, yes, I think. definitely. And then, uh, Sally decides to, uh, get rid of her fur coat to take care of a little operation. And she, yeah, she had to get the money. Yeah. Honey. She didn't want to go to some backroom alley. She wanted to pay a exactly. real doctor to do it. And she didn't, didn't feel that having a child would basically get in the way of both of their careers at that point. So. And of course, that's also where come to the end. Um, well, slowly, it's interesting to watch it again because you can see like at, in the beginning of the film there's maybe like one Nazi in the audience right. and then slowly you start to notice as the film continues there's three Nazis and then four and then the next thing you know we're at a giant outdoor picnic uh, yes. and everyone is singing the national Nazi anthem Patriotic fervor. Future belongs the future to belongs us. to us to me to me yes Yes. Very spooky stuff, especially considering our national climate at the moment. Right? <laughs> Make America great again. Yes. The future belongs to me. <laughs> Let's hope not. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just, it's a nail biter. I People say it's not and it's going to be fine, but it's a nail biter until we are done. Hopefully... Maybe one big fever dream. Right? <laughs> we just wake up with blisters all over our lips. 
Patrick Duffy will be there at the wardrobe again. No one will even know what happened. Um, so yeah, and so yeah, and basically it ends with that same uh, mirror shot that we opened up with, except you see more red armbands. Yes. The audience there. So, um, so you said you've seen this, the film before. Before you watched it for this, when was the last time you saw the film? Um, I probably haven't seen it for maybe 15 years, I'd say. I, w- I watched it probably, yeah, that's probably the last time I saw it. So I have, I've never, I've only seen, you know, the segment, basically the musical segments I'm, I'm mostly familiar with. Uh, I never did go to any of the Broadway revivals when I was living in New York. Oh, yeah, I Although haven't I seen the, were, the theater which, show at all. Is a, a worthy uh, master of ceremony, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. I've just seen little clips on YouTube, but he seems amazing, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so last night was my first time watching it. Um, definitely worth the effort. And it's, I forget, like, um, I'm definitely a film nerd, and uh, I used to be, you know, uh, I I, you know, I I do like the visual arts and things like that, but kind of uh, kept an arm's distance from the theater department, if you will, mm. uh, when I was going to school. So I was celluloid only, please. Exactly, or you know, serious drama, none of this musical fufa fla. Oh yes, yeah. I and understand that's probably that. more like you know, growing up, we would always go to the family oriented musicals like you know, Sound Music and Damn Yankees and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, so, and you had musicals. had it exactly. So, but it turns out you can make adult-themed musicals, which yeah. are kind of very interesting. Uh, and I, and I, as, you know, on the Bob Fosse subject, I've seen uh, all that jazz, which is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they, they do exist. Um, so that that was great to see. Um, I definitely enjoyed that part. And there is definitely like a very '70s feeling to the whole thing. Uh, and '72 came out against Godfather. Um, actually pretty much wiped the floor with Godfather at the uh, Academy Awards, except I think Godfather got the best picture that year. I think you're right, yeah. Um, uh, I was saying it was based on some stories by Christopher Isherwood, who uh, is a British writer um, called Berlin Stories. Oh, right, Uh uh-huh. And uh, I think Sally Bowles came from one story in the cabaret aspect, his tutelage uh, thing came from another story. and he was an openly gay, openly gay writer, mm-hmm. uh, but I guess the film adaptation they said was more interesting by having uh, his character be uh, bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> so there could be a romance and a so pregnancy exactly. scare. Not one romance, two, well, one romance and a twist, yeah, perhaps. But for the time, like I actually read Roger Ebert's review of it, which mm-hmm. he wrote like December third, nineteen seventy-two. And it was just like, and you know, Roger Ebert was a kind of kinky dude. It was oh, yeah. later Beyond revealed. The the yes, Hello. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just really like scandalized by how kinky it was. And like, but you could tell he was excited too that this kind of sexuality was being put on the screen and, you know, for an everyday audience. Yes. And that was very progressive it back was then. Very I mean, but it was also done in a very, um, well, it was done in the secret cabaret way, exactly, in the tongue-in-cheek, yeah. like, are we saying it or aren't yeah. we? And, you and don't exactly, know. And that's, um, you know, and I think, so, if I'm understanding things correctly, um, France was basically the origin of the kind of cabaret culture. Mm-hmm. The Germans took it, the, of course, made The Moulin dark, Rouge, yes. Um, sort of more, um, you know, black humor kind of uh, aspect of it. And saying things you couldn't really say because... 
you couldn't say them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, I read that Joel Gray, for hit, preparing for his character, looked at a lot of German Expressionist paintings, which I really love. That makes sense. And he also has, you know, and um, sort of the German Expressionist uh, film style, too. He's yes. definitely picked up on it. There's definitely that. Little Weimar. Little Weimar, yep, and the cabinet of Dr. Caligari kind of totally. very high uh, makeup going on. Uh-huh, um, and, and lots of mugging, yes. you know, dramatic <laughs> mugging. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then, like, I feel like he did also embody that sort of watery expressionist yes. painting feel too getting those angles just like, yeah oh so good and and um i did see one interesting thing that um basically for the sally bowles character liza had to kind of learn to dance like an enthusiastic amateur because she was a trained professional right. so she spent a lot of time with bob fossey trying to work you know make it look like she was not a professional dancer. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I think that you know, helped to get her stage presence as Sally Bowles uh, more of an impact. Wow, that's fascinating. And that iconic costume that she wears at the end with yes. the bowler hat and the vest and the stockings, like, that, that's just, yeah, <laughs> that's just imprinted you know on anyone that grew up in that time it's just yes. imprinted on you iconic i'd sure be able to find like a sunny and share uh clip where shares doing that kind of thing oh because i grew up you know watching sunny and share of course me too one would think there would be like a liza minnelli share thing happening back then Sidecar, um, Cher's anti-Trump tweets are quite brilliant. If you ever just want like 15 minutes of entertainment, I, I will have to check that out. Is she really? <laughs> I, I know she can kind of go out there, but that's. She's so smart and funny, but also so bizarre, and <laughs> and she uses a lot of emojis. Nice. <laughs> it's re it's really entertaining if you need a, a little pick me up in this difficult time. <laughs> Master of Twitter in her own way. Yes. Anything else you wanted to bring up? I, oh, I had... Uh, I do. Actually, yeah. I have a, um, another theory. Uh, um, so, okay. The Manic Pixie Dream Girl. I was going to say the same thing. That was the second ah! thing I wrote down in my notes while I was watching. Group I basically mind. was writing notes after about like 10 minutes, but that was like the first so thing I wrote down. So, it did not originate in the 90s. No. It originated right here in this film. Absolutely. Um, oh, and I found that the woman that Sally Bowles is based on, who was a friend of to her, Ishwood's... Um, she, I'm not going to blank on her name but anyway um, she kind of felt that um, Sally Bowles was more of a um, pastiche of his more flamboyant friends and not necessarily her but she was an enthusiastic amateur cabaret performer and things like that so yeah, a little bit crazy, really mm -hmm. creative, like, oh, you want to rescue her, but you want her to stay crazy. Yes, I absolutely. mean, it's the She's epitome of that character. Absolutely. That's so it's funny when we both had the same... Romantic pixie girl. Yeah. There's, it's too bad I'm not writing a doctoral thesis. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that a shame? Don't you miss those days? <laughs> Not at all. I know, really. All those index cards, because there weren't any computers back then. Exactly. Um, and I thought, all like, the kind of like, there was a little bit of, 
know, a little bit of body, something for everyone in all the stage things, which I thought was kind of great, like everything from... Yeah, there was s <laughs> There was mud wrestling. And yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you had the seltzer bottle to yeah. make the mud. <laughs> vaudeville, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, and that just that whole concept of a cabaret, like it's so beautiful and great, like where you just get all your eclectic weirdo friends together and you do performances. And that odd androgynous person in the back of the theater mm-hmm. with the crazy, like, olive drab smock dress thing. Yeah, but beautiful lipstick. Yeah. And kind of, I think the only place I can remember seeing that in film is um, that more recent Nosferatu um, uh, film with um, John Malkovich as Max Maximilian Schnell, Schnell and... Um, where it kind of took place in like the whole um I'm totally blanking on it. that's the director's name right now. Um, the original one. Uh, but that whole kind of uh, German film expressionist oh. scene, which was part of the cabaret scene as well and the jazz scene and mm-hmm. just the whole elements kind of coming together and like George Gross and all those other German expressionists. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see if I've got a few more minutes before we're gonna cut to the finale. So I, I could actually read you all of my notes that I have. <laughs> uh, oh, instinct was the other thing I thought was an important thing. She um, Sally Bowles has instinct in which she meets. Oh, and she refers to that a yeah, lot, her intuition and instinct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of gotten her where she is. Like she has this really cool apartment in this boarding house and she kind of runs things in a way. And yeah. she's the star of the cabaret, at least as far as we can tell. Mm-hmm. She gets her own solo act every night and... She kind of, well, she hustles. She yeah, hustles her absolutely. way through life. Well, and the other thing I noticed, too, is like when we start off meeting the kind of cast of characters in the boarding house, uh, they're all kind of interesting, intriguing in their own way, and they kind of have, you know, um, living their own interesting lifestyles. But by, you know, as the Nazi presence grows and grows and grows throughout the film, they can kind of become very focused on the getting rid of the other and the wonderfulness of Germanness. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of thing. So that also reflects the sort of microcosm, microcosm thing that's going on. And, and less interesting in the realm, you know, Right. And and that all, everyone in that club would eventually be taken to camps and killed. Like right. anyone who was an artist, anyone who was gay, anyone who had any kind of gender bending stuff going on. I mean, they were the first ones to be taken away. And indeed, they're the place. I presume that's the proprietor of the cabaret who kicks the Nazi out of in, in initially and, and does has to pay and for it later. He gets beaten. Does he get beaten to death? It, it seems like he's dead. That that was my uh, take on that. Yeah, I, I kept. Did, I didn't want to believe that, but I, I, I think know. That's I kept wanting him to get up or someone to find him and like help him, but like nobody found him. Yeah, at then, least for and us. And that's when it becomes one Nazi, two Nazis, three Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Dark stuff. Definitely. And, you know, just harkens back to our current reality. And, you know, if you if someone is in power is going after one group of people and it's not your group, just just wait, it'll be you. Mm -hmm. So, like, fight for the first group that gets targeted, you know, the freaks and the weirdos or the Muslims, as Trump is now decrying or the Mexicans. I mean, it's just... 
or women. Yeah, totally, totally. Oh my God, those maps going around today. If women didn't vote, and now that's trending on Twitter, like mm -hmm. repeal, <laughs> repeal the 19th Amendment. So sad. It's like, so many it's cartoonish. Yeah, <laughs> so threatened by the pussy that grabs back. Not me. Uh. <laughs> Will can hold his own. Exactly. Uh, so, well, so the kind of the finale uh, number that we just kind of see going out too, though, is that the cabaret is still someplace where you can hang your outside concerns and just enjoy being in the cabaret. There's something there for you. But, but then it's also kind of a death song too. It is, yeah. It's like I'm not gonna get that much longer, so yeah. Indeed. And the film comes. So. <laughs> <laughs> it does. Italy. I let. I finished the film feeling kind of down. Yeah, like it, it not hopeful. <laughs> so let's hear it now. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Tristy, for joining me. Oh, thanks for inviting me, Will. That was awesome. I hope you'll join me again for more movie of the months. Yes. Uh, next month, uh, stay tuned after the song to find out what our movie is going to be. <gasps> I can't wait to hear. And I'll be back next week with all the hot single hits you want to hear.
Tom Cruise in a Martin Scorsese picture. He's got the eye, he's got the stroke, he's got the flame. Vincent's the best. We got a racehorse here, a thoroughbred. You make him feel good, I teach him how to run. I'm not your daddy, I'm not your boyfriend, so don't be playing games with me. I'm your partner. I love this. I got half of me that says I got a hold of the best thing that I ever seen and half of me that says it just ain't worth it. Why'd you take a walk? 500 bucks says you choke right now. You used me! Yes, I did. I'm gonna leave. This is Fast Eddie Felson. Who the hell are you? 25 years ago, I won my share of medals. But it was over for me before it really got started. See some heavy legend action. I won his best game. You want my game? You couldn't deal with my game, Jack. You're outmanned. I'm gonna beat him, you know. What makes you so sure? Touchstone Pictures presents. You smell what I smell? Smoke? Money. The color of money. And now. Hotel, starring Greta Garbo, John Barrymore, Joan Crawford, Wallace Berry, and Lionel Barrymore. But first, a word from our alternate sponsor. Friends, do you have wobbly dentures? <laughs> 